This is a Rooster Teeth production. Let's get rolling all around. This is episode 115. Oh, I don't man. know volumes or seasons, but that is the episode number. I don't understand why you don't do testing, the intro testing. anymore. Testing, uh, Okay. Okay, I'm Gavin, can you I'm do the in- can you do the intro? I guess. What is my password? Uh, <laughs> what is my pat? What? I need to I need to sign into my work email to upload this file, and I don't know my password, and it's not saved How on are you this not Windows just permanently signed in. Because it's I don't I don't use this computer typically. Have you so tried I'm, one of the F keys? I haven't, so I'm gonna sign out on my Mac. And then it has my password autofilled, and I could click show me what the password is. And then I will put it in my Windows computer, and then I can upload the file. Hey, everybody, welcome to episode 115 of Face, starring an American from the 70s, a Brit from the 80s, and a Canadian from the 90s. The most diverse podcast cast that consists of three white men. Different countries, different decades. Wow. Uh, that was uh that was that was good. That was, that was a great how, intro. How was the energy on that one? I don't usually do them, so I never know. Fantastic energy. Very was, high energy. It was a disturbing amount of energy to come from you. I'll say it that. Was. And, and for a second episode too. This is uh, Yeah. Yeah, you're coming out strong. <laughs> I would say I feel a little lost not knowing what volume or season we're in. I'm just gonna take me a Well, I to... know the fucking answer, but I'm not gonna Oh my god. Oh my God! What is that? Two twenty? I'm sorry. While we're doing this, I'm watching. I forgot. Uh, two weeks ago, or last time we recorded, uh, we I think it was episode one thirteen. I mentioned that I had discovered this new sport because of uh, comment leavers called death diving, and I asked mm-hmm. if y'all were familiar oh, yeah. with what it. Was oh, I forgot about that. We're so, gonna explain. Uh, we were gonna explore it because uh, I think it might be a. I think there's a real, real good chance that it could be uh, something that we could get into. Uh, kind of like a like maybe a bean hole thing. Let me send you a video. Uh, this is a sport from Norway. Uh, it's called death diving. Um, it's a seven minute video. I'm not recommending you watch all seven minutes, but I would okay. say you'll get a good gist of what's going on around two o five. Okay, so two o five. Okay, let's go. Yeah, there. and then you feel free to bounce around after that, but you'll get a sense of what death diving is. All right, playing Werner, for two o five. Werner Grown. Oh no. Oh no. It's just, is it just belly flops? Is it just yeah. the worst? Oh, Jesus Christ. It's oh, like, God. That's the. <laughs> <laughs> How do they. Is it like splash size and sound? Like, what is the judging criteria? <laughs> I, don't, I don't exactly know. I think but he <laughs> bottled it there because he tucked his head at the last he, minute. Yeah. He also brought his knees up. That wasn't a great I belly think that's a, I think that's actually a part of it because some of the. I, I don't know. I did a bunch of reading on it. Uh, that I don't remember now, but uh, I think that you're allowed to tuck at the last minute to keep from killing yourself. Okay. Um, yeah, because I remember when we went swimming for your birthday, Jeff. Um, go go now. Joey did a a belly flop on purpose, and yeah. he he just swam to the side and just sat quietly for about twenty minutes. Dude, <laughs> I was uh, yeah. in so much pain. <laughs> did you call go go now, Joey? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that name. I, uh, I'm going to convince... I got to get his other friends to call him that, make it his actual nickname. Uh, 
I uh, I had a similar thing where I did a dive. It wasn't a belly flop, but I just landed wrong on my nuts. And I had to swim over to the corner <laughs> by the waterfall for about five minutes and just like, just catch my nut breath. Because it, uh, it was fucking I'm brutal. so worried about your testicles at the moment. I mean, <laughs> vasectomy aside, when we were digging the bean hole, you were having problems because your nuts were flying all over the place. And every time you hit the ground with a hammer. Dude. When you become a big boy, your nuts drop. And then when you become an old boy, your nuts just keep on dropping. <laughs> anyway, I think that we should start training. And I think I could see Gav competing in death diving. We just need to go to Norway. It's only a competition in Norway. But they have like the world championships and stuff. And they take it very seriously. And uh, I, feel like we, I feel like we could be good at this. And has someone died while death diving? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, check out the guy at like five, uh, like five, like four fifty-eight. Five. Look at that dive. Yeah, let's have a look. Oh, a little smaller, <laughs> younger guy. Oh, he's really pushing. He's got Spin. a massive run up. He cycled himself right up. Look at this. It has to be a splash <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> Just... And the guy's like, "That was uh, that was beautiful." <laughs> so ludicrous i've never see. seen a a graceless dive before but that's what this sport is <laughs> it was just like a that's, board that's why i that's why it was like a board Those twisting in the wind he got tens that was perfect according to some people that's, <laughs> that's fucking crazy that's why i think we can excel i think like if there is any if there's a, a group of people that are more graceless than us i'd like to meet them i'd yeah I this seems like a, a lot of potential. It's like they removed all the skill and you just have to have pain tolerance. Yeah, if I could if I could ch change the focus of the company Rooster Teeth completely <laughs> and point it in a direction, it would be in f face getting into professional bean holing and death diving. I would put the resources <laughs> of the 400 person company behind behind just those two things. It would be all face all the time, and we would be we would probably be training in Norway right now. That would be quite the pivot for wow. the company. It would confuse people. Quite the it, it, quite the pivot for a niche sport, but you know, got to take big risks. Do you remember that amazing dive you had, Jeff? Like off the off the boat into the little ring, like you went right down the middle. They'd boo yeah. that. They'd get a one. They'd get oh, a point five here. They fucking dive. hate it. Yeah. <laughs> I I I think I would come up with like an innovative nut slapper where maybe you could see my fucking nuts reverberate as they hit the water or something, or maybe like maybe I go backwards and so the last thing you see as my body goes under is my nuts floating above me for a second. That would be a cool dive. If all of these sound like tricks in a Tony Hawk game, I'm even more into it. Like we just need to keep that going. We need the combos. I'm all about this. Combos. Death diving. Oh, uh, anyway, thanks to the community, uh, the who, the comment leavers who who posted that on the subreddit. That's where I saw it. And that's so was that just because did they post it just because it was very us in vibe? Yeah, I think so. I think they were like, I don't remember exactly, but I think they were like, these guys are a water podcast or they're into water sports. Uh, they should check out this sport. Uh, they like great. to dive so much. And then I was like, it was like a whole night of my life was just sitting in my in my. Uh, uh, library next to the shelves just watching death diving compilations i've really enjoyed uh building up this newer community of regulation listeners because mm -hmm. i feel like so many of them just get it they just get yeah. us They're like great. even th just the act of sending us that is like absolutely 
<laughs> yeah, no, it's perfect. Like they understand us. They're like, we we got you, buddy. Here you go. Uh, no, it's the best. They are the, have, the the regulation listeners and the comment leavers. Out of nineteen and a half years of of building communities, at nothing has come close to those to those people. They're, they're, they're phenomenal. So, they make so they make albums, albums. <laughs> I was about albums. to say, albums, not guys, album, albums. Have you seen the Lego animation thing? That's yes, that, that one? The, yes. The, I met yeah. that guy. I oh, met that did. guy in Atlanta. When I was at a convention, he was awesome. And I've been meaning so cool. to, he, he Instagrammed me. I suck so bad at, Ben Davis could tell you this, and Rebecca, I suck so bad at social media and getting back to people. But I fucking, I think that kid's brilliant. Yeah, I believe great his, work. his channel we'll is that Brendan kid. Yeah, there you go, you that Brendan kid, it, yeah. Yeah, I wrote that down when I talked about that. There's also somebody who made a fucking child kicker game. I believe their, oh. their name is Mediocre. It's so cool. It's amazing. <laughs> I played it with uh, Emily for a little bit. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome. It's, it's awesome so game. cool. It's just the our the listeners and commonly everybody's so sweet and creative. And yeah, I completely agree. We have a wonderful community of people. Yeah, I'm reading into death diving. Uh, this actually provides some context that makes me like it even more. It consists of people jumping from a 10 meter high board and landing in the water with their arms and legs spread out like an X, and they need to hold the pose for as long as possible before they hit the water. So it seems that's the scoring criteria. You're trying to get mm. as close to a belly flop as you can without actually getting a belly flop. Yeah, a 30-foot belly flop. You said it was 10 meters, right? 10 a meters, belly, yeah. A 30-foot belly flop would fuck you up. Like, you oh. could do real damage to, your, to yourself. 100%. I think. Which, yeah. by the way, goes back into why it was so fucking crazy that that idiot jumped off the top of the Pennypacker Bridge in Austin uh, <laughs> and almost died. Yeah, he, that was a hundred and twenty <laughs> feet or whatever. Jesus, just ridiculous. He didn't go for the flop though, right? No, I think it was one hundred and ninety feet. No, he didn't go for the flop. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been like, he would have been flat, like he got run over by the, <laughs> by by one of those by one of those rolly things it, in a fucking Acme cartoon. It would have looked like a fatality in Mortal Kombat if he went for the flop. It would just all of his skin would shoot off. It would be it terrible. It would have just been that dude's soup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Degloved his whole body. <laughs> oh, this is great. I like to support a lot. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some more research into death diving. Thank you. I think it's very cool. Very, very cool. For sharing this. It's amazing. Seen it in, in the since the last recording, we've seen a lot of people attempting to draw me on the tea towel just from <laughs> yeah. hearing it. And some <laughs> very some good ones. attempts. <laughs> it's been so much fun. I enjoyed so much looking through that again and realizing all the poor kids that didn't realize it would be copied. So like their names are backwards. I did not notice all the backwards names on my first look through. Oh, there's oh. backwards names? Oh, a bunch of them are backwards. Yeah, it's How, fantastic. I assume they just scanned it though, wouldn't they? I don't know, but there's a bunch of names that are backwards on that, that <laughs> list. <laughs> I don't even know how that happens. Even even Katie, uh, Superfan Jack's wife, uh, sent me her interpretation. Oh, did she really? It, it was very good. That's yeah, fantastic. we uh, we got to do something with that. Like we were talking about maybe, you know how we had the Ian pocket tea? Like maybe doing something like that or just just with the picture of Gavin uh, on a pocket tee or I don't know. It's uh, we obviously we need to make tea towels at some point, but I want to get the community involved in that. Yeah, Um, it's just such a it's just such a charming image. I don't know how else to describe it. It's so sweet. I'd love maybe next RTX to have an absurdly large tea towel. The hairball alone is just my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, the hairball is great. Yeah. 
Oh, so I wish that was a tradition everywhere. As you said, Jeff, I wish I had one of those that I could look back on. Yeah, I think it would sure. be nice to do a shirt that was uh, you and Andrew draw yourselves now, but then we use my one from <laughs> right. 1991. <laughs> that is a pretty funny idea. I was telling Gavin, I had a real, I had a real f- face of an idea. Uh, and for the record, I think Gavin's idea is way better direction to go than this. But I was thinking, wouldn't it be funny uh, if we just had one shirt at all times? And to to have a new shirt, we'd have to discontinue the old shirt. So, like, if you wanted to buy a face shirt right now, your only option would be anal passage until we replace it with Gavin's tea towel shirt. And then it's the only face shirt you can get until we come up with another joke. And we're only ever allowed to have one shirt in production at any any given time. Uh, but we'd go out of business pretty fast. So let's not do that. I just <laughs> yeah, I like it because it's a guaranteed way to lose money. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, I'm I'm happy that we got given three thousand dollars to buy a, a suit. I can't. That was dude, very nice. I cannot complain about that. That was like, and uh, you know, kudos to to the higher ups at Rooster Teeth for for having some faith in us because, uh, you know, there could be zero return on that investment. It very likely could be zero return ever on that investment. So it's very sweet of them. Oh, I mean, I well, bought I mean, the porta potty return, but yeah. that's true. I, I like it's it's worked both ways. I think it's. It's all going to be worth it when I see Gavin in that suit. <laughs> I am so excited to see ha, So have we talked about recreating the poster on the podcast? We did, yes. Yeah, I think so. And calling it the f*** <laughs> The f*** um, Oh, I forgot. I, I emailed Kevin Donovan about it. <laughs> Haven't heard back. Why won't you stop emailing him? I just well, I thought it would be a fun piece of trivia. I was just like, hey. You fucking, you're, you're such a stalker to him now. No. He's like, dude, you're not going to believe no. Remember that weird kid that kept trying to get me on his podcast no. and kept telling me how much he hated my movie? He just told me he's buying, he bought the tuxedo from the movie. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. Like, is he going to be going through my trash next week? No, I will never reach out to Kevin Donovan again. I hadn't reached out since the last time I attempted to, which was but months ago. You- because I just died. reaction last time, why would you do it again? We got away with it. Well, I thought it would be. Uh, wouldn't you want to know if you directed a movie called The Tuxedo? Wouldn't you want to know where the tuxedo ended up? I would. No, I think I would hope that it was in good hands and not ours. Well, <laughs> I would. Uh, the best hands, I would argue. I'm so excited to see you in the tuxedo because I think you're going to be so terrified about ruining it in some way. You know what? Yeah. You should. You should tell him. You should tech email him one more time. Well, and be like, Listen, why don't I you email him? Because I apparently to, well, can't. Hold on, I'm not done. Uh, <laughs> just say like, hey, I just want to let you know we paid three thousand dollars for the tuxedo. So I don't know if you want to talk to Box Office Mojo or how this works, but maybe you could get that added to the, the theatrical gross. <laughs> <laughs> boost it up a little bit more for the historical figures. A little boost, yeah. I'd love if there was data somewhere where someone was like, "Why is the tuxedo spiking in interest? What has happened?" <laughs> like we did. With the Don Zimmer cards where they're like, is this like a money laundering scheme? What is happening? Why is this? If we could create a rush on the tuxedo in any way, that would make me very happy. Man, did I tell you guys that someone, some wonderful uh, comment lever uh, gave me an autographed Don Zimmer baseball card at RTX? No. That's yeah, awesome. I have it right here. I'll take a photo and send it to you guys. It's really fucking cool. And it is the, it is his signature because I have the... I have his uh, his little face autographed. I saw there was one on Break Shit the same. that I think you opened. Do you have two now, or is this the same one? 
that had an autograph? A Zimmer that had an autograph? Was it? A, oh, where was no, it a that baseball? was a baseball. That was, that was a baseball. an autograph baseball. Yeah, yeah I have that too. I, okay. I have that too. And this, this is, is a card. Oh, that's the worst photo I've ever taken. I'm going to send you the bad <laughs> photo. Please. I'll send you the good photo <laughs> and then the bad photo. I'll just send them both. I wonder if we'll Jesus. be able to tell which is good and which is bad. Oh, yeah. You'll be able to tell. You'll oh, I'm so be excited. Able to find Discord. Oh, you're going to love this. Uh, yeah, sure, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how have you? Some, you you've made him wink <laughs> in the first one. <laughs> you, how have you done that? You've you've know. taken Don Zimmer's eye know. in the first photo. <laughs> I don't know. You, I've never I seen that know. happen. You've changed how he's winking. <laughs> you did a live Photoshop. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't do anything differently from photo to photo. I swear. What? That is creepy. Maybe, what if I'm a good photographer, but <laughs> no, my phone no. is possessed? What if I am? Dude, what do you mean I'm not? I, won, I was a professional no. photographer. I was a fucking photojournalist <laughs> for five years. I won awards. I, I think it's a much greater chance that my phone is possessed, probably by the same demon that possesses Gavin Sock. I was about to say, has Gavin held your phone before? Because if so, that's just cursed. <laughs> You're right. We should eventually make a coffee table book of all of Jeff's shittiest photos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would hate that. To open a photo book and have to like flip the book to the side to try to get the right perspective. That'd be so annoying. But treat it like not tongue in cheek at all. Treat no. it like Apple would treat their freaking design book. <laughs> That's very funny. Hey, uh, Gavin, you're from England, and Andrew, you're from Canada, and Eric, you're from America. Uh, are you guys? I know Eric is, but I'm. But you guys did when you guys were growing up. Did they have a thing called the Choco Taco, where you live? An ice, like an ice cream no. dessert had a feast. So you didn't have like a little like a taco where the like a crunchy taco where the taco shell is made out of uh like ice cream cone material, and inside is ice cream, and then chocolate like a hard chocolate top with nuts on it. You guys never, you never had one of those? I'm very familiar with the Choco Taco, but I don't know if we had it in trucks. I was always okay. a or like, like SpongeBob or whatever. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it in a store either, but I associate the Choco Taco as like an ice cream truck item. And I would always go for like the SpongeBob with bubblegum ice. That would, that'd be my go to. I didn't really explore I think, the board. I think there is some bullshit shenanigans going on right now in America. That Choco Taco has been around my entire life. The Choco Taco was so popular that they sold it at Taco Bell as the dessert for a while, for a couple wow. of years. Uh, it's by Klondike, who's a huge company, right? They just announced that they are discontinuing the Choco Taco and it's going to be gone forever. I find it really fucking hard to believe that an iconic dessert like the Choco Taco that has that has been so successful. Name another. You ever see a drumstick at McDonald's? No, because they don't sell those kinds of desserts at fast food restaurants, but they were selling at a Taco Bell for years. It's everywhere. I've never met a person who doesn't love a Choco Taco. They're fucking phenomenal. And now they're announcing that they're discontinuing them forever. I'm going to say right here, I fucking bet you in less than a year, they will bring back due to quote unquote popular demand that Choco Taco and it'll be everywhere. It's bullshit. They have there. They are not removing I mean, it are you forever. Buying this That's thing? nonsense. They're liars. They are as Davide as Davide on this season of Love Island UK would say they are a liar. <laughs> they are liars. You are liars. You're actors. 
That's bullshit, dude. It is bullshit. It's a total marketing ploy. They're taking Choco Tacos away from us to make us miss them so that we can pay more for them when they come back. It's just do, like do a goddamn think- Mexican pizza. And I'm not standing for it. Do you think it's just it. that the machine that makes them broke and there's only one in the country and they're just getting it repaired? Yeah, what is their... <laughs> No. What is the reasoning for getting rid of the Chaco Taco? I, I I don't think they said. It looks they just said really they're discontinuing good. Continuing it. Uh, why remove the Chaco Taco? It does look delicious because I, I know what the Twinkie. They are delicious. I think Hostess went out of business, right? And then some other company bought Hostess, and then that's why it came back. Here we go. Uh, unfortunately, the Chaco Taco has been discontinued in both the one count and four count packs. Over the past two years, we have experienced an unprecedented spike in demand across our portfolio, and we have had to make some very tough decisions to ensure availability of our portfolio nationwide. Here's why that's bullshit. Do you know I'm a big fan of Klondike bars? I love Klondike bars, right? You know how many different fucking varieties of Klondike bars are? There are a thousand different fucking Klondike bars. I'm pulling them up right now. Hold on a second. No, thank you. Don't want that. There is... The Crunch Bar with Nestle Crunch. There's the Plain Klondike Bar. There's the Reese's Klondike Bar. There's the No Sugar Added Vanilla Klondike Bar. There's the there's the uh, the Cookies Klondike Bar. There's 37 different ways to eat a Klondike Bar. Cut one of those. Cut the Crunchy Klondike Bar and let me keep the Choco Taco. It's fucking criminal. It's criminal. It'd be hard to make one. That's no. I don't. I don't think I could. They make a mint chocolate Klondike bar. I love mint chocolate, but maybe maybe cut that one out and let me keep my Choco Taco. It's even it's it's integral to the full flavor lineup. Look at this. You go <laughs> you go to their website. You want to see the full flavor lineup? You're telling me. You're telling me. Look at these fucking desserts. You're gonna. T- oh, that's not a whole lot. You're telling me. That these motherfuckers. Sorry, I'm trying to paddle while I figure out how to upload from a desktop. <laughs> uh, you're telling me that these motherfuckers put the clon- The first thing you see in the full flavor lineup on their website is a Choco Taco, then a stack of a variety of Klondike bars, then an ice cream, then two different ice cream cookie bar and an ice cream sandwich bar. You're telling me the Klondike. The, the Choco Taco isn't doing well enough to compete with those. It's, it's, it's a fucking star player. You know what I don't see there? A drumstick anywhere to be found. They make a million drumsticks, but it doesn't make it into the full flavor lineup image because it's not as popular because the Choco Taco is revered and everybody loves it. They are fucking us over. We can't let it happen. Also, Could we it, should try to make our own. I really want one. That looks yeah, that, quite that looks good. delicious. Yeah, think because it's, it's maybe- working. Maybe it's a thing, Jeff, where people don't appreciate what they have in the Choco Taco. You say that it's been around forever. Maybe it's just like it's always there. People don't appreciate it. They're not getting them. And this will maybe create a wave. I think the closest that I've had to it is probably a feast, which doesn't have the waffle part, but it's like the same sort of chocolatey outside. And then there's like a chocolate shell. Yeah, kind of of similar property. Like you wrap that in a uh, in a tortilla. Uh, a crunchy tortilla made out of uh, uh, waffle cone, and that you'd have that, that'd essentially be it. I have an issue with freezies. That has been my summer treat, and I don't know. Is that what you guys call them? Is that a Canadian thing? After so the last week was thing. cheesies, and now it's freezies. Yeah, is it freezies? Do you know, do you have freezies? Is that what you call uh, them? Oh, the uh, otter like pops ice pops. Or, or, or yeah, flavor pops. Yeah, yeah, I eat these like uh, I probably eat about twelve of these a day. 
Yeah, I've been struggling to get them because I, I was told by a grocery store that there is a shortage of the plastic they use to contain them. So it's been it's been a struggle. It's been a tough summer to get those. That has been my great loss as far as the oh, dessert treat goes. I don't I'm think I've ever seen a Choco Taco in a store in Canada. I'm sorry to hear that because they you can get these like these are everywhere in Austin. Like you go to every grocery store and they're just like piles oh, of those. Them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Those are called freezies, at least mm. where I live. And uh, yeah, it's been tough. I've struggled to get them. I felt I saw a stupid. You know how TikTok has like, well, you might not because maybe you're not on TikTok, but TikTok has a lot of like life hack videos. Well, sure. there's one where you can take one of those and like you snap it in half when it's frozen real fast, and then you get like two sides so you don't have to like cut the end off. I've tried it with every single one I've uh I've, <laughs> in the summer, and I've z- had zero success. It's I don't bullshit. believe that's true. Yeah, I think so. Wait, you're trying to splice. What? You're trying to like join two together. No, no, no. You can, like, when it's frozen, supposedly, you can just, like, the way it works, Gav, I know you don't have a lot of, uh, you don't need a lot of sweets, but the way it works is that's frozen, and then you just take scissors and you cut the end off, and then you squeeze it out, but the, the life hack on TikTok is you just take it, uh, both ends, and you snap it in the middle. And oh, I see. And you, half, and you have, like, you have, like yeah. two, ha- two ends. Oh. Um, but it does not work. Isn't like how wrestlers, <laughs> like, they would kind of fuck the shirt up a little bit before ripping it to make it possible? I feel like that's what was done with your freezy video. Yeah, it's like when you score something, you're about to throw somebody through in a movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you guys remember, did you guys ever see American? What was it called? An American American movie? No, but I'm aware of it. I've never seen it. There's a scene. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's a documentary about these dudes up in I don't know, like Wisconsin or Minnesota or somewhere, trying to make a horror movie. And they're uh, it's it's a really great, endearing movie. You should watch it. Yeah, those two dudes. The dude on the left is the guy, is like the creative guy, and then the dude on the right is his best friend Mike, who's just like a, a weird stoner metal dude. Uh, and it's just them, it's somebody documenting them trying to make their horror movie called Coven, except they call it Coven. And it's, really, it's really funny every time they say it. And there's a scene where he's in a fight in a kitchen, and they score a, uh, they score like a kitchen cabinet door so they can ram his head through it, but they barely score it. And it's just a scene of them like, ramming his head into this door over and over again and he's like, he almost dies and he's like Man, uh, maybe we should cut it more and that's what I think about every time I think of scoring oh, just watching him get amazing. slammed into it I haven't scored anything since that chair that you had at the 4th of July party <laughs> dude that's that's callback joke of the year right that's, there. A, great, that's a great callback and you um, were afraid you wouldn't have anything for this episode, Gavin. <laughs> I whipped that one up. That's a great. I've always wanted to see that documentary. Have you seen Hands on a Hard Body? That's like of one course. of my favorite. Oh, it's so good. Such I think it should be required watching for anybody who wants to live in Texas. I feel like that movie explains Texas. I just I feel like anybody should see it. It's such a perfect. Just all the characters in it are fantastic. There's so much natural comedy in it. For people that haven't seen it, it's uh, it documents a competition at a car dealership where people have to hold their hand on a truck and the last person standing wins the truck and it falls like 10 or 12 people that are part of this contest and it is incredible. It's got everyone from like the young kid who's trying for the first time who needs a car to the grizzled vet who had won in the past and has decided to come back and he's like considered the greatest at this random thing. It's awesome. Great documentary. Yeah, you should. You should. Have you ever seen it, Gav? What's the name of it again? Hands on a hard body. No, I've not seen it. 
It's there's uh, it's one of my favorite lines from any movie ever. Whereas there's this guy, that guy. Thank yeah. you, Jeff. That is the fucking guy. He tells this story about how they got a air conditioner that was for a Walmart installed on their house. Because they're like, we're driving by, and they were shutting it down, so I got it real cheap. And he's, like, so happy, and he has, he's missing almost all his teeth, and it's so good. He's like, we got it. It was so good. And uh, when we set it up, we didn't realize it would take the house 16 below zero, but we quickly <laughs> learned that it would. Like, it shifts. He's so serious, too. His house... <laughs> He installed an AC unit for a Walmart in his home, and it brought it to 16 below zero. <laughs> it's so good. There's this other guy where they're like, what's your strategy? He's like, I'm going to eat a Snickers at breakfast. I'm going to eat a Snickers at lunch. It's got all the nutrition I need. It's so good. I fucking love hands on a hard body. It's amazing. Yeah, oh. it's, pretty, it's pretty fantastic. I want to go back and rewatch it now. Oh, it's so it's good. uh. It takes place in a city called Longview, Texas. Oh. Just FYI. <laughs> oh. uh, which is uh, like east of Tyler. So it's like, I want to say northeast of Austin a little bit. Yeah, like maybe maybe about two and a half hours away from us, northeast. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's man. Good movie. Two fantastic documentaries that both came out not uh, kind of are in the same era. Like I think, I think Hands on a Hard Body came out before American Movie, but they're both, they're both highly... Uh, entertaining documentaries that are uh, show the, the fascinating human condition. I'll say that. Yes, they're great. Today's episode is sponsored by Honey, the easy way to save when shopping on your iPhone or computer. I love to online shop. It's the main way I buy things. I always opt for online instead of in person, whether it's tech or food, clothing, Whatever it is, I always try to get it online first if I can. The thing is, though, when I'm checking out, I never have a promo code or coupon ready. It's impossible to know what's what. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Now imagine shopping on one of your favorite sites. When you check out, the Honey button appears, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons. Wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons it can find for that site. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop. Honey is a fantastic service. I have saved so much money on things from tech, clothing, I saved on pizza. It's just a great service. It's so easy to use. You save money, you just click a button. It's fantastic. I'd recommend it to anyone. And Honey doesn't just work on desktop. It works on your iPhone, too. Just activate it on Safari on your phone and save on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. I never recommend something I don't use, so get Honey for free at joinhoney.com face. That's joinhoney.com face. It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business, so upstart, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Believe me, this podcast started out selling t-shirts, and today we're selling grown tubes. And we're not stopping there, because success is a million milestones on a forever-evolving path. 
Shopify powers millions of businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. More than a store, Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash face, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash face right now. That's shopify.com slash face. You've heard me talk about VPNs before, and there's so many great reasons to have one, whether it be security or just wanting to access content that maybe isn't available in your local library. But an equally important part in making that choice is trust. I can say with full confidence that ExpressVPN is the best VPN on the market, and here's why. ExpressVPN doesn't log your activity online. Lots of cheap or free VPNs make money by selling your data to advertisers, but ExpressVPN doesn't do this. They even develop technology trusted server that makes their VPN servers incapable of storing any data at all. ExpressVPN now uses Lightway, a new VPN protocol they engineered to make user speeds faster than ever. I've tried many VPNs in the past, and they can sometimes slow my connection, but ExpressVPN is always blazing fast and lets me stream videos in HD quality with zero buffering. The last thing that really sets ExpressVPN apart is how easy it is to use. You don't need any technical skills to get it up. Just fire up the app and tap one button to connect. That's it. Even your grandparents could do it. And it's not just me saying this. Business Insider, The Verge, and many other tech journals rate ExpressVPN as the number one VPN in the world. So protect yourself with VPN that I use and trust. Use my link, expressvpn.com slash face today, and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash face. Visit expressvpn.com slash face to learn more. You know what I just watched for the first time mm. this week? It was quite quite the experience. Eyes Wide Shut. Never, Never seen, seen it? it before. Never seen it. I Stanley? Only, <laughs> a little bit of Stanley Kubrick. I had no idea. I was so wrong on what I thought that movie was about. I was aware that there was a sex cult in it. Had no concept of where the story would go. Wow, is it gripping? It's a great movie. Is it good? I just, I just seen sex cult stuff and never thought to watch it. No, it's really good. It's I fantastic. think it's a work of art. Yeah, I think it's brilliant. It's, it's, one of the, it's a beautifully shot film. And there's Kubrick does such a good job of building tension uh, as Tom Cruise is kind of navigating to get... He, like He's trying to find his way into this sex cult. And just like all the things he does, all the directions he kind of goes trying to get there. And then when he finally does get... It's just... It's fucking crazy. Yeah, like I sort of... I went in only knowing about probably sort of what you knew, Gavin. And I assume that the movie essentially ended with that moment and that it would be like him and Nicole Kidman joined us, the sex cult thing. And that's not at all where the story goes. And it, it, it leads to a mystery that is fantastic. And it's just the lighting in it, like the production. Everything is so fucking good. It's yeah. perfect. It's a great yeah. movie. Well, it's because Stanley Kubrick doesn't let anyone leave until he's shot something 1900 times. <laughs> It's the largest post-production on any movie ever, I believe. I think it was like 400 days in post or something like that. Wow. It was his last film, I think, wasn't it? He died now, four days after submitting the final cut. AI technically is his last film, but he 
he died while they were filming that, so uh, he only filmed the first. I think he directed the first, like, he directed up until the kid gets thrown into the woods, and then Steven Spielberg takes over. Oh, wow. It's also such yeah. a fascinating movie for Tom Cruise to be in. Like, the concept of him, of all people, seeing him walk into a cult scenario and how he handles that, and <laughs> with, like, the current context of Tom Cruise, it's just thinking that he has probably seen wilder shit than what is in this movie is very fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the lobby of Scientology. It, what yeah. was what was the password? Was it like it was like Lothario? It was like right? yeah, yeah, it was something like that. It it was a Latin word, I believe, and it was related to Mozart in some way. Yeah, what was that? It has so many great cameos, and it cameo might even be a wrong word. I just don't know if they're established actors, but like Alan mm. Tudyk is in it in like one scene, and he's great. Um, there's this guy I don't know his name, but he plays Russians in movies all the time, and he was in Mission Impossible Two. I thought, oh, that's so weird that you would be in a later Tom Cruise movie. He owns like a costume store uh, in the film. There are a few actors in that. Um, Thomas Gibson from Criminal Minds has like a really weird role. There's a lot of like people that you recognize in it. Very Man, I will say too, uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, you know, they were obviously married when they made this movie. And yeah. obviously, and then they, you know, went, got divorced and then Tom Cruise has uh, gone his route and she went hers. Uh, but in that film, they... Like you're like, God damn, these are two beautiful people who are in love together and having a life together. They fit so well together. They looked so they had so much. I thought they had so much chemistry, like a- actual chemistry. You could really I don't know. They seemed like they had something really special going. It's or a they're weird just good actors. To, yeah. To read about. It seemed like yeah. a lot of the production on it um, fucked with their marriage in a lot of ways. Like, they had to do really serious counseling as part of the movie, and it was like Stanley Kubrick sort of created the divide that their characters had within the context of the story in their own personal life. It's really fascinating to read about. Yeah, I read a... I think a... Kubrick probably did a, a, had a lot of question, like stuff that would be considered very questionable yes. now in his directing practices and, and the way he, like, exerted control over things. Big, Absolutely. Yeah, big time. Eric said big time, yeah, big time. Same with... Uh... All those, like, Hitchcock as well. Really? I'm not as familiar with him in those practices. I remember, like, Harvey Keitel, I think, has a story where he was in some Kubrick movie, and he made him open a door, like, 70 different times, and he said, fuck you, and quit. So he just had to recast (laughs) the role. (laughs) Yeah, I think I appreciate... That was Eyes Wide Shut. Was it? I'm pretty sure sure that was Eyes Wide Shut. That's awesome. I didn't know I feel like I like a lot of... Kubrick's technical stuff, like a lot of the d- developmental things gone into camera equipment that started with him, but God, I would have hated to be on one of those sets. Terrible. Like I would have been, I would have not wanted to wake up every day and go Dude. And deal with that. Jesus. I, I fucking, my, well, I've never like, I think all sets suck. I, ima- I imagine Stanley Kubrick's probably were way worse, but I don't think, it, the movie sets aren't fun. No. I mean, it's, it's ever. like, uh, it's crunch is what it is. Yeah. It's like, I don't, people, people don't, I, it's such a stressful environment to be in, whether you're, it's yeah. a fucking small potatoes or big, or big production. It's, ugh. that's a stressful way to make a living. High stress, but very, it's, it's always fulfilling at the end. I feel like the longest, yeah, the longest I worked on a film was probably two weeks. And at the end of it, I was just exhausted and a zombie. But I do look back on it fondly as like, oh, there's some stuff I did on, in a movie. Yeah, it's exactly what Eric said. They, they're great for stories, but they suck to be in. I, totally. What what movie was that? That was that the Sherlock Holmes. 
Yeah, just because it had so much slow-mo. Like, I only did slow-mo, so it's not like I would work on a film for its entire run. But there it was, w- like, a two or, two or three-week shoot just on Phantoms. Weren't wow. you also, like, if I'm just going off memory, weren't you also shooting in the snow somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, train stuff or something? Or was that a different movie? Uh, that might have been Snow White and the Huntsman, but mm. that was fake snow. I just remember you being cold and miserable. No, I've definitely been cold and miserable. I don't know if it was for a film. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, England in the winter is, is that. It's cold and miserable at 5 a.m. I don't... I think I've only seen Eyes Wide Shut and The Shining from, from Kubrick. Is, is it those stories, or is he just remarkably good at making his whole world seem interesting? Like, every aspect of the world that his stories take place in are things I want to explore and know more information about. And he does such a good job of containing what that information is. Yeah, there are very few true auteurs in the world. And I think he would, I think he would probably be one of the most successful and most prolific. He, he exerted, su- David Lynch liked this too, exerted such control over every... It all feels deliberate. Every element of the... Yeah, it does. And it is. And I think it, it takes a probably a really unhealthy mind to be able to, to focus that much attention on something for that long. Like, I remember, uh, I remember reading when Lost Highway came out, uh, which is one of my favorite David Lynch films, and I think a fantastic film if you can get past the bad music, um, <laughs> like Ramstein and shit. Uh, but I remember reading before the movie came out that like David Lynch designed all the furniture in the film because he couldn't find when he was trying to design Bill Pullman's house, he couldn't figure out he just couldn't get it to look right. So he's like, "Fuck it, I'll just build all the furniture myself." And he's a he's a really talented uh, furniture maker, so he did. And I remember thinking like, "That's fucking cool." But now when I think back, and I'm like, "Jesus Christ, man, just go to IKEA." Like, fucking <laughs> you know, fucking uh, hell. My favorite Kubrick thing is Barry Lyndon, which is a movie that I don't think a lot of people like talk about with mm. Kubrick. But he shot it with no. It, it's a period piece, and he shot it with no artificial light. And had to use like special lenses that they had to like develop or they were used by NASA on the moon because everything was lit with natural light or candle. Yeah, I think it's because and because film at the time wasn't incredibly sensitive. There was like you got your F stops on lens, but he had like F zero point something. It was like to the point where a sliver, like a piece of fabric thickness of focus that you've got to nail. And that was on film when you couldn't even really tell if you were getting it. Like the film bouncing further away and towards the little, you know, lens gate would have affected the focus at that point. Horrendous. It's crazy. I should do a deep dive on Kubrick. I've never seen Full Metal Jacket. I've always wanted to see that. Oh my God, dude. Full Metal movies. Jacket, isn't it? That is, a, that is an intense... First off, I'm going to lay... It's a long-ass fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those movies where the first half is... Ba- I'm not going to spoil anything of that film for you because it's a phenomenal movie. And it's was it was actually... Private Joker was uh, influential in why I became a journalist in the army because he's a he was a journalist in the military in uh, the Marines. The young Matthew Modine. Yeah, Matthew Matthew Modine was like he rubbed off on me, and I wanted I kind of wanted to to be like him um, when I was a kid. I don't know. Uh, in that, I just thought that that was if you're going to be in the military, that's a cool way to do it. Um, <laughs> Eric said we're a good we're a real podcast now for white guys talking about how good Kubrick is. <laughs> uh, but it's like th- there's like an entire film just in basic training. 
And then you think the movie's over when that's over. And then it's like, oh no, you have a whole other fucking film that happens that's like a totally shifts gears. And it's just like, it's insane. It's intense. And that's very Vincent cool. D'Onofrio turns in one of the most disturbing performances you will ever see on film. Really? More, more disturbing than him in Men in Black? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's great in Men in Black, too. Danny Boyle is great at that. Like making movies that have tonal shifts in the last mm. act, but they work. Like train spotting shifts into like kind of a heist movie at the end. Sunshine becomes like a murder thriller. Like there's a real genre change in a lot of his God. work. I don't feel like Sunshine gets enough credit. That's a really great film. It's a great movie. Yeah. Or enough I recognition, I guess. It's really good. You'd like it. It's sci-fi. It's real good. Yeah, I've got um, to catch up on space movies like Sunshine, and I've never seen Event Horizon, which is apparently important to watch. Oh, Event Horizon's, <laughs> it's a good movie. It's, yeah. It's, it's like a gross, weird, though, it? probably, probably dated now, but it's a, it's a scary movie, too, kind of. Yeah. It's a good horror movie. It's a movie podcast. You know, Wes Anderson does that a lot, too. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're like, it's like a totally, second half of the film's a totally different movie. You're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's stop talking about movies. Because <laughs> 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 you know there's someone listening who's seen none of those films. Or who's seen all of them and is like, you fuck off. Fuck off. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is exciting when you watch a movie like that, like in Eyes Wide Shut. Sorry to go back to movies immediately. There's a scene where Tom Cruise is reading a news story about an event that happened in the movie. And I wanted to pause the film to read it. And I've never had that with a movie. <laughs> Or it was like everything felt so detailed and was so engaging to pursue. Oh, speaking of movies, uh, <laughs> 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 you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't ever really watch movies anymore. Uh, you know, it's, I don't have the attention span. But uh, my mom's in town, and so we wanted to do something last night. So I watched that movie, The Gray Man, on Netflix. The new Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans movie. Have you guys seen that? No. no. Pretty good. Pretty good. It's kind of like a born identity. Like a, oh, cool. they're saying it might be like a new big franchise where it's like Ryan Gosling plays like a Jason Bourne type character, and then Chris Evans is the bad guy. It's fun. Got Billy Bob Thornton in it. I'm walking away from this podcast with like five things to watch. <laughs> Two documentaries. Got watch some Kubrick films. I'm walking away from this knowing that if Stanley Kubrick was alive, we'd still have a Choco Taco. That's what I, my main takeaway. <laughs> you can all tie it I'm back. I'm just telling to him. you guys, I'm gonna be vindicated when you in, are. Seven or eight months, they're going to be like the back, but you demanded it. So we're bringing it back. The Choco Taco, they only took it away. I promise you, it's only been taken away so that they can give it back to us. You're totally right. Like, undeniably, that's what's going to happen. I think my favorite one of those type stories, like Hostess went on business, somebody rebought them, brought back the, uh, the Twinkie. I believe that's what happened with that. Chuck E. Cheese was the thing when it started. It gained popularity and they were going to strike a deal with this investor and they pulled out at the last minute. It was like, fuck you, we can make our own thing. So they started Showtime Pizza, which was like mm -hmm. the same idea, animatronics, arcade, puppets, showbiz pizza. pizza. Showbiz pizza. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Showbiz Pizza. They were going to partner with Chuck E. Cheese. Then they backed out of the deal, made Showbiz Pizza. Chuck E. Cheese overextended, went bankrupt. Showbiz Pizza then bought Chuck E. Cheese, then got rid of their own company name and called everything Chuck E. Cheese. So Chuck E. Mm -hmm. Cheese is really Showbiz Pizza now. And it's all failing, so who cares? <laughs> but I just think it's such a wild thing of being like, fuck you, I could do it better. And then just absorbing the company that started it all and pretending that you're them. And honestly, they did. Like, I, that was my childhood I was of the era when these things came out. So that was like, those were birthday parties for me. Showbiz was way better than Chuck E. Cheese. Way better than Chuck E. Cheese. They had a much better show. 
That's the animatronic great. show was the concert they would put on was so fucking good. What was that band called? Have you ever Ooh, seen the uh, concept unification video? No. It's where they're like stripping all the fur off one brand and like rebranding the animatronics <laughs> with the other oh, brand. No. And it's like an oh. instructional video. It's like, now tear this piece off and shove the <laughs> the eyes on this one. It's like it's <laughs> gruesome. That's hideous. That is hideous. They were called the Rockafire Explosion. <laughs> they had a they had a fucking they had a I don't know if it was yeah, it was they had a, a gorilla in like a tuxedo who was fucking awesome. That's great. He played the keyboard, I think. That's fucking cool. God, Did you have anything cool. like that growing up, Gavin? Uh, no. What about like arcades? Was there any arcade scene? Uh, yeah, but I, but I lived in a really small town. I didn't really have. That's fair. I, I mean, I feel like I had the similar. I had a place called Cyber City, and it sucked. But that's like <laughs> that's what we had. Oh, there's a concept unification tape. Uh, oh, it's like some VHS they sent to all of the locations, and it's just so creepy. Was there like? Because like when I grew up, there were arcades in town obviously but you don't have access to them unless you get your mom to take you which is a rarity so like there was like there was a one walmart that i could ride my bike to that had street fighter 2 and ivan iron man's off-road and so those were my access to video Mm. games did you have like a gas station or something gav or like a restaurant that just had like like one arcade machine in the back that like all the kids that was like a pub with a fruit machine in it though (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> like a slot machine not for not a vending machine for fruit <laughs> fuck out of bananas again not even is <laughs> the point of this thing so were arcade arcade <laughs> machines just not like popular in the uk no they were I just it didn't live near anything yeah. like that yeah it's crazy to me hear people uh sort of like from your generation jeff talking about like 7-eleven being a hangout spot because it had a mortal Kombat cabinet uh-huh. in it like that just being a place that people would hang out to play games is oh yeah interesting there there was uh not a 7-eleven but in a different era different place when i lived in florida there was a tom thumb is what it was called there and they had golden axe and mm. um altered beast and so like half the kids in town just hung out at the tom thumb taking turns on golden axe and altered beast and that was just like yeah that was your access to video games back then yeah Wild. Yeah. Let's talk of like discontinued ice cream. It just made me remember one. Did you, did you have anything similar to, we had it, we had a Vianetta, which was like a, I would say it was like an ice cream lasagna thing that you like carve off slices of. Did you have anything like this? <laughs> Dude, I had never seen or heard of the Vianetta before, but my girlfriend grew up with those so we did have them in America. Oh, wow. She said that was like her mom would buy one of those when company would come over. Like that was like the fancy dessert you get yeah. like when you're having when you're having a dinner for like the people in the neighborhood or for your church group or whatever on a Sunday night and they would pull out the Vianetta and it would be like a big fucking deal. Yeah, I remember it fondly of like if it's like a Sunday dinner but also some grandparents have also come over, that's uh-huh. when a Vianetta gets bought and you crack it <laughs> open at the end. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I, I don't remember ever Vianetta. For me, it was like the McCain Deep and Delicious Cake. That was like, oh, you're at a school event. Like that is the the official cake of any like adult run event where kids are at. Always have McCain <laughs> Deep and Delicious. I don't know if you For, guys know that. No. No, I've never heard of it. Let me see if I can find a photo. I feel like uh I feel like it's been done to death. Uh it's like been memed to death, but while Andrew's looking for that. This was my version of the Vianetta when I was a kid. 
we had. Yeah. Oh, is that it? Is that it? That's that. That's it. What Eric just posted. What is that called? It's uh, like a McCain deep and delicious cake. That but it's not. Good. It's not ice cream. It's just a cake. It's just a oh. cake. Yeah. There oh, wasn't okay. like an ice cream thing. We had growing up Fudgy the Whale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fudgy the Whale's great. Fudgy the Whale was the shit, dude. That was like if you were you were lucky if your mom would get you Fudgy the Whale for your birthday. Oh, God. That was an ice cream cake, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's ice cream cake. We have so many possible food gauntlet <laughs> challenges to do. Like, we've already got crisps ready to go. That's we true. can easily do ice cream. Oh, oh ice fuck cream Cookie Puss! I remember Cookie Puss! Oh. You, ever have, you had a Cookie Puss, Jeff? No, I never had a Cookie Puss, oh, but I'd man. see the commercials on TV. Oh, what oh, is that? Cookie Puss. Like, cookies cookies for eyes and a cone for a nose. The the only reason I know what this is is there was some Howard Stern fight that he got in with Fred where he was making fun of him buying a cookie puss and a cookie o puss for like fifteen <laughs> minutes and it, Fred is seething and it's just Howard with a voice changer saying cookie o puss over and over again and fucking crying thinking about it is the best it's great but like does this look like a like it's it. Uh, I feel like it's supposed to look like a cat, or like, why would his name be Cookie Put? I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. No whiskers. Yeah, I don't know. I love his little hands. Oh, it looks like a tea towel drawing a child would make. Yeah, (laughs) I think that. I think Gavin, you see his like his like smile, and then to the right there are the two verticals. Those are like little hands sticking out. Those are like little red gloves. (laughs) How would you eat ice cream cake with a fork? No, but like, what would you put it on? This was a, a realization oh, I had. Oh, I put it. I, I put it in my mouth. Great, very helpful. Good bit. Yeah. What? Well, where would, where would you put it? Well, like I would again. always because it's cake. In my mind, I associate cake as a plate food, so I'd always put ice cream cake on a plate, but then it melts and becomes a mess. I up until like a few months ago have switched to bowls. Never even occurred to me to use a bowl. Ice for cream ice is cake. always a bowl food, but it's a cake, so no, my brain would always it, put it at ice cream par- at kids parties. It, it, it ends up on a little plastic. It ends up on like a that. cake, so it's but it makes no sense. It's a terrible ice cream. Should never be served on a plate. But I, I, I that's how I did it. Hmm. I don't think kids at birthday parties let the ice cream sit long enough to. Uh, it's gone in like point two seconds. You when you're a kid and you get a you get birthday cake. And and then if that birthday cake is ice cream birthday cake, it's gone, dude. It is. It's fucking gone. There's no opportunity for that ice cream to melt. Eric's wife won't eat cake and ice cream together. Why? She doesn't like them together. She doesn't like ice cream cake. She doesn't like if there's cake and ice cream, they can't touch. <laughs> uh, they have to be separate. Is she like that with other foods yeah, what as else well does she or have just that? that? Not, not not really. I'm sure there's one or two other things probably, but by and large, no. Uh, but for some reason, cake and ice cream is a very contentious thing where she is, uh, they can't touch. They shouldn't ever touch. Mm. She'll eat the cake and then she'll eat the ice cream or vice versa. They, they just shouldn't be together is um, her feeling. I would recommend that you never dig into that because that kind of trauma comes from something really dark in her life. Probably and it's probably, she's probably better just not left thinking about it. See, I, for me, it's a texture thing. I could see that just being unpleasant. Those two textures not mixing. So like I, a sponge cake. I, I agree. I think that's what it is. And I'm sorry, Gavin, like plug your ears for a second, but I think it's her. I think it's like a wet bread situation. Mm. for her. Mm. Uh, yeah. I think that's fair. I think that the, like those things are such a perfect pairing texturally for me. I absolutely I agree. I totally agree. I'm just I'm speculating on what I think it might be. 
There are just certain things, though, that you don't... Like, for me, like, apples and peanut butter. I hate that, but I love them individually. Do you know if she ever witnessed a murder during a birthday party or anything? <laughs> yeah, she was eating cookie puss, and then as she took a bite, uh, a man died, and that I think that might be it. <laughs> it might have been a cookie opus, but I can't be sure. <laughs> I'm sorry, what were you saying, Andrew? I don't even remember. I'm just now imagining a cookie puss murder. I guess we could really narrow down time and year. You're never getting a cookie opus outside of St. Patrick's Day. Good luck finding one. You don't like apples and peanut butter together? (laughs) Not together. That's what I was saying. Yeah, thank you. That actually was what I was saying. I don't like them together. I enjoy them both separately. If I get them on a plate, I'll eat them both individually. I will not. So you'll just eat peanut butter as like a a paste. I'll just eat peanut butter by itself. Yeah, and I'll eat the apples by themselves. Huh. But you would never dip an apple slice. I've tried. Like I've had it and I just don't. I don't like it, but I, I like them both individually a lot. I think How about caramel? Will you ever do like Ooh, dip your apple in good. caramel? Yeah, okay. that could be okay. Yeah. So it's not like a consistency thing. It's more no, just like it's a combination just, it's of like a weird. Yeah, I don't know why. It's the taste doesn't blend for me. Hey, man, that's fair. That's fair. I get that. I had a, uh, I had a babysitter when I was a kid who was obsessed with eating peanut butter with Cheerios in it. And that's the only snack she would make me because it was the only snack she knew how to make. And she would just sit there and watch MTV and make me eat Cheerios and peanut butter. And she thought it was the best what? thing ever. What? So how would that work? She, would just, don't... she would dump a bunch of peanut butter in a bowl and then pour <laughs> Cheerios on top of it and then give me a spoon. That's a terrible treat. And then she would eat it too. And it wasn't like a torture because she was eating it too. Did you like it? It doesn't sound that bad, actually. Well, what type of Cheerios? Are we talking like a honey nut? Are we talking a base Cheerio? This is like 1986, so we're talking straight-ass Cheerios. Okay. I'll eat Cheerios and peanut butter from time to time. I just think it's insane to say that she made it for you and that it's the only thing she knew how to make. <laughs> yeah, this is all I can peanut, get. Peanut butter and Cheerios. Nothing's being made. <laughs> so what, you eat that? Do I? Yeah. 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 You get like a spoonful of peanut butter and like not like full, but like a little bit of peanut butter and then like some Cheerios. It's like a nice like little quick snack. (laughs) You, you and my babysitter in 1986 are the only people I've ever met that participated. Well, we're both chefs. (laughs) I have no idea. What is the base Cheerio? Is it the one with the different types? What's the one with like three different Cheerio types? You think the base Cheerio what? is the one with three different Cheerios in it? <laughs> so wait, this because I I only remember that one and and Honey Nut Cheerio. What what were the three flavors? I'm not even familiar with what that is. What are you talking about? There was there's like there's like the white Cheerio and there's like the brown one. Excuse me. You're asking again. You're asking if the base Cheerio is three different kinds this? of Cheerios. This that motherfucker. Was to me, that was like the box standard Cheerio. Was this it? Mo- it was like the song was like cheer, oats, cheery corn. What? Cheery what? rice and wheat. What's happening? What's happening? You are bowl of rolling Cheerios. in snack attack once again, like it's an experience we all have. This is some crazy British shit. What are you talking oh, about? How, hold on, Cheerio. I was wondering why I haven't seen him in a while. There's Cheerio. a song. <laughs> Yeah, something, something, Cheerios. <laughs> Cheerios, so, Cheerios, so good to eat. That was the song. Cheerios, uh, so good. To now, let me find a. Gavin, or, okay, Gavin, <laughs> Jeff, you've been around longer than all of us. Have you ever heard the Cheerio song? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I've also never heard of white. What was it? White and wheat? Cheerios? <laughs> Did you Hold call on, let me one find... of them Cheerios? Oh. 
I something like he that. Did. He did. Like this is log standard Cheerios right here. Oh, I think that's I think it. I found- that's Cheerios. Doesn't oh, cheer- by the way. Cheerio. Here we go. Yeah, look. Look at this. Look at this freaking ad. It Kay. wasn't oats. I don't think. I think it was cherry wheat. I'm watching this. Cherry wheat. It was. What? <laughs> <laughs> this is nutritious. Oats. They're not they're they're delicious. This is trying to be so American, <laughs> dude. What? But you guys are you're. This is the UK trying to be so American by eating non-American Cheerios. It's so like I think they're all the same, but they've they just listed the four things. So maybe that's what I was. No, thinking. I don't think so, dude. Because they those they had different, different colors in the yeah, yeah. They were definitely different colors in oh, okay. the yeah. Sp- so in the to spoon. me. That's the bog standard Cheerio, and then you've got the Honey Nut Cheerios. So wait, you just had, like, Cheerios? I put you the picture the, above it. You see, like, the, when they show, like, the four colors, and there's, like, the really beige one? That's Cheerios. That's Cheerios. <laughs> it's just plain-ass Cheerios. What you're describing, we have a version of that in America. It's called Chex. So we have, there's, like, rice Chex and corn Chex and wheat Chex, and there's no, like, bog standard Chex. Because they're all different flavors. But yeah, Cheerios is just, it's just that yellow ass box that's above <laughs> it right there. Those, those strawberries in the bowl, those don't come with it. Those are add-ons. I, oh, this is, <laughs> there's so many of these. That must be why I remember the song. It's because that was, well, I kind of barely remembered the song. But I just remember there was a song. Because it was, there's so many different years where they played that sort of shit. <laughs> <laughs> these are terrible. It is very American. Corn, rice, oats. Wheat. I can't even find that product. It's all like amber waves of grain and people jumping in a lake and yeah. like throwing water on each other out of wow. buckets and shit. Wow, we just had such similar but different lives. Yeah, <laughs> this is what, right. here's this is the Cheerios. Cheerios commercial I remember when I was a kid. Let's see this. Toasted oat cereal. Oh, this is cool. Yours was animated? Yeah, it's Jack and the Beans. Oh, it no, went into his bicep. I got toast. Boom. Oh. That's the <laughs> shit right there. <laughs> Andrew, how do they advertise yeah, Cheerios in Canada? I the Canadian Cheerio? I don't remember. I just feel like it was kids eating cereal. Like, I don't think we had animation or a cool song. I don't remember anything Canadian like that. Canadian Cheerios commercial. I'm looking. Oh, oh here I, we go. Canadian ad Cheerios. Let's I stepped away from Cheerios about. knowing the ingredients. Here, I have not seen this. This is just a oh, listed no. as a Canadian Canadian ad. Oh no, this is so fucking bland. <laughs> yeah, like Cheerios, <laughs> like Canada. <laughs> it, it like Canadians must be the most patient people in the world because my God, that was just like the slowest commercial I've ever seen in my life. It's just that was yeah. a thirty second seminar on why Cheerios don't have any flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that one's definitely marketed at the moms, not the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I like the final five seconds of we got to do something. Explode the fucking box. Let's have them all fall in the milk at once. Like we did anything. We need anything. <laughs> this stinks. <laughs> it's like Michael mixed to where at the end, a bunch of Cheerios just fly into that woman's bicep. It's like <laughs> they had Michael Bay for two seconds of footage. Like that's all they could book. Well, Their I think it budget. was uh, it was Stanley Kubrick for the first half, and then. Oh. <laughs> Do you wanna know how Dude, many I, times I, it took for them to pour that bowl of cereal? Eight hundred takes. I gotta be honest. I after watching the three, I feel a little ripped off. I think the, you had a, so many flavors in your Cheerios. 
Yeah. I want to I want to try British Cheerios now. I want to hear from other people from England because I may have just missed it. But was there a a bog standard plain single Cheerio that wasn't honey nut? Do let me know in the comments. Become a comment lever if you feel like this is worth doing so. I'm it's gonna it's gonna have to happen eventually. It might as well be about Cheerios. It's true. Well, we're all it's like it's like infection in Halo. We're all gonna get infected as a comment lever at some point. So you might as well just accept it. <laughs> we should start selling like <laughs> comment lever care packages, like a little <laughs> relief package for when you finally make the decision. <laughs> Do you remember <laughs> we talked about uh, a long, long, long time ago having an official f- face apology basket that we gave yeah. to people yes. like, the guilt, like Kevin the guilt basket. Yep. yeah the guilt basket we gotta get on that we should we really do <laughs> need to design and build a physical guilt basket that we can give out to people I think that'd be very funny I'll start on the basket and it would have I, I gotta think it's got British Cheerios in it <laughs> like a little travel size British Cheerios did you guys have that in England did you have like the little one size like one uh, like one portion size yeah, yeah like the it had all the different types of Kellogg's. Yeah, yeah you yeah, had yeah. like Frosted Flakes. And, 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 and no one ever ate the ricicles. Ricicles? Uh, nobody knows what, what you're talking how, about. How what do we keep ricicle? getting so close and God. then you say something that's so like fucking <laughs> bizarre, it just stops the conversation? <laughs> you never had ricicles? <laughs> ricicles? Oh! <laughs> Are you talking about Rice Krispies? It no, has no, to no. be. We had Rice Krispies, but we also had- What the on. fuck? Ricicles? It's just, I'm looking at it. It's a Rice Krispie. No, no, you're wrong. It isn't. And this will be a part of our cereal gauntlet. (laughs) How is it different? They look identical. Uh, They're more like... hmm, They're definitely different. They don't taste anything like Rice Krispies. Captain Rick? This is wild. But anyway, in the big multi-pack, it would always be like, people will be scarfing down the the crunchy nut and the cocoa pops, but ricicles would always be left in the end of the bag. So they're just not good? I just don't think it was anyone's favorite. The Frosties would be sucked down immediately. But do you, the, I assume that's Frosted Flakes. Frosties? Yeah, Frosties. it's Frosties for us. Oh, yeah. Did you guys have Tony the Tiger? You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you guys call him Tony the Tiger, or did he have a different name in England? No, he was Tony like, the Tiger. He's probably not like Tony An- the he- Anthony. <laughs> he's not like Anthony the Hero or anything. <laughs> What the fuck's a honey loop? I don't know. I think this is a more a modern version because I don't remember multi-grain shapes or honey loops. I remember ricicles being in there though. Huh. Honey loop. Is that like a honey O? Dude. I don't know. Oh yeah, it does. It looks just like a honey O. Okay. Except honey O's are post food podcast. We're a, we're, a, <laughs> we're a breakfast food podcast. <laughs> All right, oh, we yeah, probably... you got your Weetos and your Shreddies and your, you your Crunchy say, <laughs> You say shit like it's real, and it's the most insane stuff I've ever heard. It's Weetos real. and Shreddies. <laughs> shreddies yeah. look like checks. And then you got uh, you got your Weetabix and your shredded wheat. It's all in there. It's all good. Special K, just right. <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> I'm just looking through cereal on Google Images, and I don't know what's real or what's fake, and I don't know what you know. This is just terrible. So the fuck is, is just rice checks. God, it's so wild. Crunchy nut must be honey bunches of oats. Don't even get me started on the Milky Way. Oh, that's right. That's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. And Smarties. Mm-hmm. And Smarties. <laughs> yeah, I, I have think... those. That's also Canadian. Which one? Smarties Which one and have? Milky Way, I believe. 
Which one do you have? Which, Which one's Smarty? Smart the chocolate. You know, Smarties are chocolate to me, and what you guys Americans call Smarties, we call rockets. Mm. Was Tony the Tiger the mascot for Ricicles? What's this betrayal? <gasps> no, what? Wait, it says Frosties on the side. Yeah, then why does it say Ricicles on the front? Well, I'll be honest, Eric. It looks like someone's taped that on. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've never seen that box. That's a little bit before my time. That looks wrong. Wait, was did he get promoted from Ricicles to Frosties? <laughs> <laughs> the career progression of Tony the Tiger. <laughs> was he a Ricicles guy? This is blowing my mind. Insane. He wow. definitely, he's definitely grown. He looks a lot different today than he did in 1977. I wonder if what Ricicles is, were as great as Frosties, or if he had a Tony, different catchphrase. What is happening? Tony the Tiger, 1977. There was a kangaroo? <laughs> Katie the kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> is this like Australian Frosties had a kangaroo? Or feel, did, did, did they swap? I feel unwell. I think How? it sounds like the kangaroo got fired. They promoted Tony up. <laughs> yeah. And then they hired Rick to take over Ricicles. So I'm reading the I'm history. Look at that. They had other characters named Elmo the Elephant and Newt the, the New. Within the year, the other mascots were dropped with Elmo and Newt never once gracing the front of the box. They were never used. <laughs> oh, no. Tony was given a son, Tony Jr. Tony has a kid? Yeah, Tony has a fuck? kid. There's a small tiger. I didn't know that. Yeah. Does he also work on Frosties? I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, there he is. Good God. Yeah. So we're a serial history podcast. <laughs> Do you guys have Golden Crisp then? Uh, post a picture of that. It might have a different name. Like, can't get enough Super Golden Crisp. It's got <laughs> crunch with punch. It's, or it's got like a really cool bear. Yeah, go, it's, uh, it's, it, that's him right there. The Golden Crisp. I can't bear on the right. see any of the cereal. Oh, oh sorry. Honey Smacks looks like Sugar Puffs with the Honey Monster. The, I'm sorry, the what? The Honey Monster. What's the the honey monster? Yeah, you never sugar puffs. Hold on. I don't know what a honey monster is. Show you. The honey monster was the mask. Oh shit! What the fuck? This is this real? Sh yes, that's that's sugar puffs. <laughs> and the honey monster, he'd be like, rah, 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 no. stuffing. I don't want to stuff them. The in. honey what monster the is a fever dream. But, I don't like that. This. Looks like honey smacks, doesn't it? Yeah, he was what? dude. What? He was always, he was no. always scuffing what? sugar puffs. No, what is happening? No, we need to end this. We need that's to stop. Idiot. Oh, stop, dude. That's just a part of my life. You're just laughing at the we honey monster. We need to end this. How do you? How did you sleep at night as a kid? <laughs> is that this, him as James Bond? This is fucking. That's a British icon you're talking about right there. <laughs> Uh, how did he sleep fucks. at night? Why, he slept with the oh, honey monster, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, like a sugar puff was so gross. If you got one just mildly wet, you, you could just like wet your hand and put your hand in the bowl and they would all stick to you. Like the sugar would immediately <laughs> stick. To, it was the stickiest cereal. Oh, man. Okay, we should, we should end, but oh, here's the Jesus. last picture. <laughs> oh, God. That's our fucking, that's the... That's the cover to this album. Good <laughs> lord. All right. Well, we got to not. I was. This could go on literally for hours because I, I have a bunch Christ. of new. I uh, have like 20 other cereals queued up yep. to check out. <gasps> uh, so we should probably stop while we're ahead. Uh, I will just say, though, uh, Super Golden Crisp was fucking awesome and Sugar Bear was a good mascot. I, I still. Think oh, no. Good.
They renamed what? Sugar Puffs. No. I guess because they're trying to get sugar out of the name because no one's buying it. Now they're called Honey Monster Puffs. Oh no. my god, that's worse. That's so much worse. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good change. <laughs> I didn't actually know that. Oh my god. Okay, did someone end well, this Well... Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for tuning in to episode 115 of uh, our, the Breakfast Cereal Podcast. Uh, hope you learned a little something about the differences in cultures. Yet, yet we're still able to come together, even across uh, 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 oceans of water and uh, and wildly disparate cereal mascots. It is. Uh, I'm gonna be thinking about what is this guy's name again? The Sh- Honey Monster. Honey Monster. Honey. Yeah. Ugh, that's just gross. All right, well, see you next time. What What is Jack going to do with this chat? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, Major League fan Jack here with a look at next week's episode of Face. Someone is three hours late. It's the most dangerous episode ever. We need some gloves. What is the worst Cheetos flavor? Jeff is all kinds of swollen. And once again, Andrew does not eat the pencil. All that and more on next week's episode of Face.